You're listening to the Cubicles and Christ podcast. Cubicles and Christ podcast, where Christian professionals connect and grow authentically in spirit, business, and life. I'm Kelly Johnson, your host, an author and certified executive coach who loves to talk about all the ways we can live a life of purpose. Let's talk about it now. We're back in our conversation with Stephanie Washington, and it's just been so heartwarming and inspiring to hear your journey, Stephanie, as you've evolved as a believer and how that's translated and touched so many different areas of your life, your career, but more importantly, your family, your relationships with your children and others. So I want to welcome you back to Cubicles in Christ. Thank you so much. Yes. Earlier, you talked about how you try to work with a happy and grateful heart. You talked about how you used to be a warrior for self, and now you try to be a warrior for Christ. Let's talk about some of the day-to-day challenges, um, those real challenges that we face in the workplace, and what were some of those big lessons learned that are helping you to live a congruent life now? Some of the challenges that I had, um, I'm a driven person. And a lot of that uh, worked in my work life as I was um, progressing. And when it comes to what I was do, I was hard driven to make things work and make them change. And that would be for the good. And that was a good thing at the time. And in managing people, I had similar expectations. If I'm working just as hard, I expect them to work just as hard. And a big life lesson for me was learning that, you know, although I might be driven in a certain way, I still need to uh, encourage and help the others that are on my team to meet their goals and not just have an expectation that they're going to be where I'm at or where I think they should be um, in, in regards of just expecting it and not helping them through it or, or getting them through it. So a, a big life lesson learned for me was was being more aware of the people that are working with me, whether it's my employees my direct employees or um, my peers and just understanding their needs of encouragement. I think I spoke in another session about my understanding my supervisors or managers a certain way. I had realized that early on, but um, I didn't realize what I was doing for the either lateral or um, people that report to me and what that meant. So it wasn't until one day I was in a meeting and uh, had a certain expectation on a report and um, realized that the person that I was expecting it from, the way I came about it, 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 it hurt her feelings. You know, it did. It hurt her. And, and I didn't know that I did that until after the fact. And I realized that I said something that I should have been more kind about. And I was shocked at myself and I apologized for it. But I realized that, okay, I need to be more sensitive to this. It it can't come off like this hard, oh, it's got to get done this way or it's got to be done that way. And as a matter of fact, I even took classes for it because I wanted to be real careful on how I treat employees. And that was a while back. But since then, it's just been lesson learned that God gave me. Like, look, you want to pay attention to your employees. And now it's all about motivating them and 
and encouraging them, leading by listening to them and finding ways to unlock their potential so that they can continue to grow. For me, it's seeing when they do grow or take on other positions that help them in their career path. It's an amazing thing to see that, okay, I helped in some way. I contributed in some way. It's such a different way of looking at it than it is now. Yeah. That's interesting. I was at a doctor's appointment the other day and we were talking about COVID-19 and just the impact to the doctor's office and how they were going to handle the situation. And the doctor was sharing that their front office personnel was uncomfortable coming to work. Mm. And so they had someone kind of filling in just temporary as a short-term solution. And so I asked about this one particular front office person who had always helped me every single time I would check into an appointment. And so I asked the doctor, I said, oh, does this person and have children. And the doctor looked up, paused, and said, I think so. And I thought, wow, wow. You know, like this person has worked for this doctor for quite some time. At least it's my understanding that they have. And she knew that her employee was uncomfortable coming to work. And, you know, my question was really more around, I wonder if some of her concern is about potentially passing on the virus to her family, right? Absolutely. And I could just tell in that moment that the, it didn't seem that the doctor was very sure right, about her, her family situation or the structure of her family. And so what you're saying reminds me of that conversation. And it made me also think about the times as a manager that I could have done so much more to be tapped into, tuned into what's going on in my team members' lives, their personal lives. And it's hard. I mean, there are times as a manager, you're balancing so much, you're trying to drive results, drive productivity, get things done. You're managing up. You're managing up with your own leadership chain. And yet I know that I have not always been as effective as I could have been with really understanding and knowing what's going on in the lives of my people uh, on my team and what can I do to be supportive. Exactly. That's what I learned as well is, is how can I help them? The leadership is not about your title. People don't follow titles, right? They follow your courage. So opening the doors for them or talking to them, you know, in, in a real uh, honest way about whatever we're dealing with, like right now with this crisis that we're happening now is giving them the chance just to share and talk and uh, listen and uh, be there in a more genuine way. It's, it really makes the connection happen. And like I said, it was a big lesson learned. I, it's uncomfortable to share it, but it needs to be shared because we don't realize we get so caught up in our focus of, oh, we're just going to meet the deadline or make this project happen and, and all these other things that the business has expecting of us. We've got to make sure that everybody else is on board in the same way and, and and it's not a matter of, oh my goodness, you just have to meet these deadlines. It's, it's, it's cultivating that through kindness, through patience, and through gentleness, and the things that we need to get our employees to be on the same page with us. And that was a big lesson for me. Yeah. Any practical advice? Like, okay, let's take that into just sort of a day-to-day or a week-to-week 
work situation. Any tools or um, tricks and tips that you can share that have helped you to find ways to build in the time to really connect with your employees? Because I'll, I'll, where I'm going with that is I realized one of my big mistakes is that I didn't make enough room in my schedule mm-hmm. to, to do that. You know, my, my days were packed eight to five back to back nonstop meetings. And so I should have structured my calendar to allow time to do those, I'm going to call them like a welfare check, right? Right, right. Just sort of a quick check-in or or maybe I should have integrated it into my meetings on a more consistent basis. So any advice, tips or tricks for people who are listening right now and want to find ways to weave this, integrate this into the way that they're showing up at work? Sure. One way that we did this that... um I do have meetings with the team. Uh, we would have meetings, depending on how big my team was, you know, but I'll say at least once a month, we'd have a, a, a team meeting and just go over our action items. And I had the meeting, okay, this is, let me t- tell me what your tasks are. How are you doing on your tasks? You know, you don't need to go over each one. Are you, you know, are you good? Are you not good? Special projects are you working on? So that we're all, you know, everybody in the team is hearing it and they all share what they're doing. One of the most important things I said is tell me one or two accomplishments that you had for this month. And I'd have them write it down and I'd write it down too on their accomplishment that they'd have. Maybe it was, I was able to show project done by the deadline date or before the deadline date, or I was able to do X amount of processes within this time period. Whatever the accomplishment was, is write it down. And so they keep it and I'd keep it. And so towards the um, time for performance reviews, I'd pull it out and I'd have them pull it out because the way that our company operates is you do a self-written performance review and then you turn that into the manager and then the manager puts their comments on it. So it helped them because it helped them to realize, look, this is what you're accomplishing. This is what you're doing. Look at how well you're doing. Look at the things that you've accomplished this year. Because when you do a performance review, typically, you know, if you're not doing it like um, a midway point, you might do it at the end of the year. You might forget all the wonderful things that you've done. And it helped them to realize, well, you know, I, I did do these things. And it, it made performance reviews go by much easier because it was so easy to say, okay, these are all the things that I accomplished and I can talk about in my review that helped. And I had the same accomplishments written down or other ones that I had that I can also use. And it helped overall just to keep our employees motivated, uh, keep them encouraged, knowing that they, they've accomplished things and, and challenge them to too, this to say, okay, what more can I do? What more can I bring to the table? Done these accomplishments, I can do more. I love that idea because you can easily walk away or finish out a year with at least 12 accomplishments, yes, right? Yes. And I just think that's such a fantastic way to make meetings purposeful. So I think a lot of us integrate recognition into our meetings. Like I used to start my meetings off with celebrating accomplishments, recognizing something from a team perspective. But I like how you took it a step further. You documented, the employee documented, and that documentation, that exercise of having that conversation in the meeting led to an important end result, which was the performance review. So I just really like that and appreciate you for sharing that. Thanks. Well, we're going to wrap up. And I think earlier I'd asked you, you know, what are you hearing right now from God in terms of what's next for you? 
But maybe a better question is, for so many of us, we're living in a really uncertain time. Maybe the bigger question is, how are you staying tuned in to the Lord to hear what might be next versus staying focused on the noise and the things that do feel uncertain? Right. This is a very important time, especially if you're a Christian, because it's the time that people are really, for the people that don't know God well enough or are kind of unsure, it's definitely an eye opener for them. And it's an opportunity for us to shine his light in this darkness and to to be available to uh, answer questions in the spiritual sense, um, to pray for people um, and to pray over the whole situation. And um, so for me, it's really about encouraging people instead of, uh, like I say, you know, turn off the TV and open your Bibles right now. It's real important. Turn off the TV. The media is full of things that make you want to panic and be fearful. Uh, be aware, but don't get glued into that TV and open your Bibles, open your Bibles, get closer to the Lord, uh, get deeper into the word. Uh, the word stands true. And we're going through a, a time right now that God's completely in control over. He's in control. He either you know ordained this or, or allowed this to happen, but overall, He's in the control of it. So we need to trust in Him, knowing that He'll see us through it. Time and time again in the Bible, it talks about His people going through trials, and time and time in the Bible, it says He He rescued them through that. So we need to have our faith and our trust, knowing that whatever happens, he's going to see us through it. Amen. Amen. So well said. And I agree exactly. You know, if we look at, in particular, Old Testament and the children of Israel and the number of wars they went through, the number of um, droughts they went through, it was often precipitated and caused by the fact that they had turned away from God. Right. You know, God would allow uh, wars to come or um, droughts and, you know, bad harvest crops and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if the caveat, God will rescue us. Absolutely. Amen. Um, but our rescue comes when we turn to him. And I pray that we just all believers and non-believers, right? You know, because even as believers, we have times when we maybe don't prioritize the Lord as much as we should. And um, I just pray that we all turn back to him in a deeper way. So thank you so much, Stephanie. I know we're out of time. Um, Let's just maybe close in a quick prayer. Okay, great. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your grace. Father, we come asking you to continue to guide us on how we can be fruitful at work. How now more than ever, how can we be your light in the darkness? Give us the strength and the courage that we need. Lord, help us to address those areas that you've been speaking to us about in our own hearts, our own minds, our own lives. Father, if there's conversations that we need to have with family members, Lord, help us to do it. Give us the words to say. Give us the right heart and attitude to say it and to do it. Lord, if there's a way that we need to mend or repair workplace relationships, Father, maybe a a coworker or a colleague that we just have not been able to work effectively with. Help us to represent you, represent your attitude, your, your character in all that we do, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Lord, we come to you and just 
confess that we need you in everything and we are here we're listening to what you would have us to do give us the faith and the courage to act on it quickly we desire to obey you father so we thank you for the, the blessings and the benefits that come for being congruent in our lives with you to making sure that everything that we do say, think, and, and act on, Father, is in alignment with your will. We ask for guidance and wisdom to know what that is for us as individuals. So we thank you, Lord. We, we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Stephanie, it's just been a pleasure to have you on Cubicles in Christ. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and to God be all the glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast. I hope that you will like, subscribe, and share this episode. And please join us at cubiclesandchrist.com.